This is Waiting for Review, a show about iOS development and the Apple ecosystem. We hope you enjoyed the busy WWDC season and our last two episodes where we tried to make some sense of what got announced. This week we're feeling a little bit overloaded with WWDC, so we're going to switch gears and talk about Mac hardware, which seems particularly relevant right now as I seem to have fallen down a Hackintosh rabbit hole. From the UK, I'm Dave Knott, and joining me from New Zealand is Dave Wood. So you've been going down a bit of a Hackintosh rabbit hole over the last few days? Yeah, not only very recently. About the last maybe 48 hours, maybe a touch more. I suppose to summarise, I've been watching a load of like YouTube channels as part of my TV watching. Um, if you'd imagine a pie chart of what I watch when I watch TV, YouTube is taking a bigger and bigger slice of that pie as time goes on, which is interesting and maybe worthy of a discussion in itself, but probably we'll save a put a pin in that for another time. But yeah, I, I just suddenly thought the other day, like, what if I like search for Hackintosh in like the YouTube search menu? I wonder what would come up. And uh, quite a lot did. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you building? Oh, I'm not, I, I won't be building for ages. Um, it's just like a, a vague idea at, at the moment. What I might do if I was going to do it at all, is I've got a quite an old PC kicking around that is just sat on my desk on the other side of the room that's been there for some years now, having not been turned on for some years. And I figured I might just try and do something with that, just as like a an experiment, maybe learn the ropes a little bit. I don't even, I don't even know if the hardware will work, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, it's like the first... It was the first generation of i7 chips. I think they were called Nahalem if I'm even pronouncing that right, like the very first ones. So that's, that's what, around 2010? Yeah, 2010. Uh, an NVIDIA GTX 280. Yeah. What we are now, 1080. So it's all pretty old stuff. Um, no, so I remember that chipset name because I remember the, um, I remember Mac rumors at the time in the forums talking about the, the Mac Pro, the cheese grater Mac Pro getting the Xeon versions of those chips. Oh, right. Uh, which I, th- I believe it did, um, either in the, the 2009 or 2010 model, I think. But yeah, obviously they were some of the last last ones of those machines to be made, weren't they? Yeah. I remember holding out for that for that chipset for ages. Because um, <laughs> otherwise it would have been it would have been like Core 2 Duo I would have built with. Yeah. It was like i7 and i5 and all, just, that just wasn't a thing until Nahalem came out, I seem to recall. So I might, might maybe just play with that, see if I can do like a proof of concept maybe i've also got an old pc that's um i don't know what you call them is it micro atx like the little kind of really small pc cases yeah the sort of slightly well it's like half size almost isn't it to, to atx yeah i think they were called there was one at one point they were known as like shuttle pcs or yes. shuttle cases yeah i had a couple of those did you <laughs> yeah yeah I had a couple it was kind of, of sh- shuttle x pcs it's kind of reminiscent of that, I suppose, in size. Um, and again, that's been kind of under the TV for ages as like the home theatre PC that would drive all of the sort of movie watching and things like that. Um, but now my setup's changed in that regard, so that PC is just redundant. Right. And that's not as old. I, th- I can't remember what's in it. I think it's an i3 in it. Okay. Um, a fairly standard Intel motherboard with onboard graphics power supply and a hard drive i think that's, that's about so, it it's funny because you'll probably find that that actually hackintosh is um relatively easily that's what i was thinking uh, yeah you know i mean obviously um, depending on the the um the chipsets and stuff on the motherboard but if that's okay then everything else should sort of fall into place mm, i'm trying to think when i might have built that 2000 and 
14, 15? Yeah. Probably 14. So yeah, I may, may be in with a better shout with that than I would be my actual kind of old big PC. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I kind of said on Twitter about it, like, you know, is it, is it a fool's errand? And some people said, like, oh, no, yeah, it's all right. It's all right these days. You can pretty much do it as long as you stick to the standard hardware. Yes. Um, someone else I had a longer conversation with was like, oh, no, you don't want to be doing that because X, Y, and Z. Does it basically boil down to, boil down to like, how much time you sort of sink into actually setting it up and then sort of supporting it? Yeah. Well, there's one guy on YouTube I was watching... Um, I forget his name now, but he built a Hackintosh about two years ago, and three months ago he posted a video, sort of like two years on, yeah, um, sort of like so what's gone wrong? What have I had to do? And he's like, well, besides my my power supply dying, um, nothing really. Right. That's it. And and he said actually, in the case of having a Hackintosh, when the power supply died, I just went down to the shop and bought another one, and within two hours I was up and running. As opposed to imagine if the power supply died on my iMac right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would not be good, right? Well, no, you'd be booking it into a, a Apple Store or a authorized exactly. service repair center. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I think he said he had one issue where he upgraded his OS to from like Sierra to High Sierra or or, or one to Yosemite to Sierra. I forget. Um, he said he had like one issue where um, it just it wouldn't boot, so he booted it in what they call um, verbose mode. Yep, which is kind of like we get the whole like the Matrix effect, where all the sort of logs come up the screen as, as it's booting. Um, and he said he found the error, and there was some file that was causing an issue. So he, he just deleted that file somehow, and then it worked. That's like the only weirdness he's had. Um, it seems like just kind of my brief bit of research I've done. It seems like the things that bubble up quite a lot of things like iMessage is really hard to get working. Yep. But if you kind of stick to the hardware that's suggested, it seems like that isn't such a big issue anymore. Uh, I was watching a 9 to 5 Mac video that, that did one quite recently, and one issue they had was just that videos they downloaded from iTunes, like movies and stuff like that, they just wouldn't play. Okay. That's, that's um, but they kind yeah. of left it open-ended in, in that, you know, well, maybe if you sort of research it a little bit you probably could get it working but you know we had to get this video out so it doesn't work right now kind of thing <laughs> maybe they don't need the uh that sort of stuff linking from their website that sort of feels like maybe there's there's something that gets around the drm or whatever as a sort of means to making that work could be yeah uh, i mean that wouldn't affect me in any case i don't i don't own a thing in terms of that on itunes um I don't know. It's just an inter- interesting thought, really. I mean, I'm, I mean, no, I've got no real motivation to to go and do it in the same way that I've got no real motivation to go and buy a new iMac Pro or a new a new whatever. I, I'm really happy with my my iMac, but you know, it's what is it now coming up to four years old in October November time? Yep. Um, while I've got every intention of keeping it going as long as possible, I mean, just look how long I've kept my MacBook going. <laughs> That's coming up for ten years. <laughs> It just doesn't hurt to think about what what your options are, and especially in light of all these kind of uh, blog posts that we've seen in the last few days about you know Mac hardware's rubbish and all that kind of stuff. There, there was um, quite a big blog post, wasn't there, from uh, one of the Rogue Amoeba developers, guys that make Audio yeah. Hijack. The front page of Mac Rumors, I think, for most of this weekend. I don't know. I mean, I, I read that and I found myself agreeing with with pretty much every major point on it. Um, just in terms of uh, 
it's been it's been a long time for some of the models you know like the mac mini that's it's yeah. getting on for i think it's it's over um 1300 days now yeah but then that's even that is what's that is that the 2014 update they did yes yeah and that actually made it worse it, it did from what i recall it went from a quad core to a dual core that's right yeah they, they took away the quad core and i think that was also the they started soldering the ram to the motherboard as well right so the previous <laughs> iteration 2012 you had options that included quad core and you were also able to update the ram inside of it i might be wrong there but i think that was the uh the key points for the last version of the Mac Mini. So if you were to kind of ignore that 2014 update, I mean, how many days would it be before the update before that? Well, yeah, we're into year six, aren't we, at that point? Yeah. I mean, I know they've addressed the Mac Pro and the iMac's come out. I suppose a lot of it does come down to Intel as well. If Intel can't sort of give them the chips they need at the time they need them, it's it's an awkward situation, isn't it? Which I guess I guess so feeds into the rumours of Apple wanting to do their own silicon. Yes, yeah, and then we, you know, if that's the case, then it's it may be an even longer wait for anything substantial because those chips just may not be anywhere near ready. For, you know, maybe another mm. couple of years. We we don't know. the The last rumour I read sort of suggested that that would be twenty twenty. I'm not sure. I mean, I I kind of I found myself thinking about the Hackintosh stuff myself recently. Um, a friend of mine has built his first PC. He's been planning to build a PC to do After Effects video work for like the last, well over the last 10 years. He had like an old workstation he could use for a while and then he went over to a Mac and then he's been working in an industry where he's actually had, you know, work machines provided to him. So for one reason or another, he's just never got around to doing this build up until this last week. And he's been messaging me and sending me photos and asking me, oh, you know, does this plug here or there, Those, that sort of thing. And I'm sort of looking and going, well, it's actually been a few years since I last built a machine myself. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'll I'll have a look. I'll see what I can make of that. Um, and it reminded me of that sort of feeling, you know. You get a load of parts, you put them together, and boom, you, you can make your own machine. And I used to really enjoy that. I mean... I didn't really enjoy running Windows in the end. That's the whole reason I ended up with a Mac anyway, sort of 2009 um, or thereabouts. But um, no, so I, I think that's just got me to thinking, well, if we're waiting for sort of substantial Mac Pro hardware updates and, you know, there's uh, people sort of starting to kind of scratch that itch by looking at Hackintoshes like you've been doing, there's, there's this sort of, niche bit of the market that apple just isn't serving right now and i think it's 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 somewhere between people who want power or want to be able to upgrade their way towards power um and people who yeah. just want to have a bit of a tinker you know and, and sort of go well okay i'll buy the base model but i'm going to put some ram in a, in a bit i'll put a graphics card in that's better you know next year or whatever and you used yeah. to be able to do that with the cheese grater mac pros they they were awesome machines for that. You could uh, they were expensive, you know. I mean, I, I think they were what are starting at around about two thousand um, pounds ten years ago. You know, so the, they were not cheap. They were not entry level. Certainly not compared to a box standard PC. But they had loads of of um, ports inside of them to put new graphics cards in that sort of thing. You could fit your own drives in there, put your own RAM in it. 
you know, if you, you could consider that to be a five or six year investment with some level of updating along the way, at least. And, and the fact of the matter mm. is, is that last generation of, of Mac Pros before the, the trash can model, that last generation, the um, 2010 and then I think the 2012 model um, with a metal compatible graphics card, they can still run um, Mojave. They they can run the latest, yeah, the the beta OS right now. They can run those. Wow. Yeah. Um, and actually, if you flash the the firmware on the 2009 so that it presents as if it's a 2010, I think you can actually get away with running those machines as well. Huh. So <laughs> that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But you've got these machines that are you know calling from almost from beyond the grave in terms of tech years, being still being reasonably capable if you keep them updated in the right way. I just I look at the current lineup and there is nothing um, in the current lineup that will do will do that. I mean the iMac Pro will to some degree, right? Provided you don't have any particular hardware failure on the monitor or something like that, they're going to be fairly really strong machines in terms of their power for a long time. But it's not quite the same comparison. You know, you can't just sort of no. go, well, okay, I'm going to rip this bit out and update this other bit, and not without sort of you know very very carefully having to get inside that box. I just don't see it. I don't see them. They're not upgradable machines and they don't compare in the same way. Yeah. I, I just feel like something's kind of stirred in me at the minute. I mean, I've been watching YouTube channels, like I said, um, such as ones I've been watching are like Snazzy Labs, uh, Strange Parts. I've been watching a lot more of uh, Linus Tech Tips. I mean, these, these channels, they focus quite a lot on PC building, modding. I mean, <laughs> Scotty from Strange Parts, one of his videos is that he was taking a soldering iron to his iphone to upgrade the storage chip so he could put 128 gig storage chip in his iphone which wow it's <laughs> quite a, quite a feat yeah <laughs> so it's like a real heavy emphasis on kind of like diy so i think that's definitely stirred something i mean I, I don't know whether it's it's a case of mac hardware being in like a bit of a lull at the moment or whether these channels are kind of reinvigorating my sort of past pc builder self whether it's just nostalgia for the good old days, you know, where I could like fully nerd out on specking a PC. Um, and believe me, I did. I would spend like evenings and evenings and evenings just like researching parts and prices for those parts. And yeah, yeah. all of it. And then of course, when it turned up, you, you would build it. And yeah, so I don't know whether it's one of those things or a mix of all of them or, or, or what really, but I think I like the thought of essentially being able to build a Mac Pro today. And to make it exactly to my specification and requirements rather than being rather than being kind of siloed into one of Apple's pre-existing configurations because, you know, they're pretty clever how they do those configs. Because if you just want one of, say you just want one part that's a little bit better than what's in the base config, you end up having to step up to a whole several thousand dollar extra config yep. that, get, that gets you the better CPU, the more RAM, and also the better GPU that you wanted. But you're like, but I just wanted the GPU that's better <laughs> Then you have to end up with all the other stuff that costs you a lot more money. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I would never, ever, ever entertain doing this on a laptop. I would only think about it in terms of a desktop. Yeah. Um, I mean, laptops, for me, would be off limits. Um, and, and I guess why is because, you know, I really, really love Apple hardware. The fit and finish, I think, is, is beyond compare. And I, I wouldn't want to give that up, especially on a laptop, given how how personal those devices are. I, I mean, if you think about it, you kind of, you've literally got your hands on those devices most of the day if you're working on them. In the case of a desktop, 
what I'm mostly interacting with is kind of my keyboard and my touchpad. Yeah. And they're separate to my iMac. And while the iMac is very pretty and it's quite nice to look at on my desk, I could certainly live with a, you know, like a nice 4K 24-inch monitor or or three sat on my desk (laughs) in place of the iMac. Yeah. And just just have like a subtle-looking tower tucked away under my desk. That would be completely acceptable in my book. So I I was thinking, I guess, kind of what what I would rather give up. Apple hardware or Apple software, and for me, it, it's hundred percent the hardware. I could live with an on-Apple laptop that runs macOS. I would love it, but I could live with it. And in the case of a desktop, I'm not sure it makes an awful lot of difference whether it's Apple hardware or not, so long as I can keep my Magic Touchpad and my, and my keyboard. Yeah, so I don't know. This is this is all just kind of like food for thought for me at the minute. But it, it's certainly this is kind of the most excited I've been about Mac hardware in a long time, and it's not even Mac hardware we're talking about. <laughs> so I don't know what that tells you about the broader picture. I think it, in terms of like the landscape and everything, it, it tells me I, I, I would, you know, kind of interpret this as we needed the Mac Pro to kind of at least be hinted at this year. You know, like in terms of what it looks like, what yeah. format it takes. Um, you know, I can deal with with some of the the finer touches kind of coming out when it's actually released or whatever, but. I sort of look and I think, well, would I really be sort of feeling this itch to try and build a machine or do something like that if I knew the Mac Pro was around the corner next year? And argument's sake, there's been a couple of rumours about this anyway, but but just hypothetically, um, if they cannibalised the Mac Mini and merged it in with the Mac Pro, then if that starting point for this new box was was actually considerably less than the Mac Pro is today... Uh, and sort of closer to kind of PC build sort of territory, or at least like top end PC build. You know, if I knew that was coming, would I kind of hold fire? And would I, I sort of think, well, okay, that's that's going to be the start of next year. Let's let's not worry about building a PC or doing anything like that now. Let's let's kind of focus in on that. Do you think it's going to be very very expensive though? No matter what they do, uh, I honestly don't know. Oh, we we don't know till we see it. I, I think there's so many different things they could do i do love the idea that they have a sort of you know base box whatever this modular system ends up sort of being and it's it's something that you can sort of going relatively low and then kind of iterate up from there so obviously you can spec it out with apple um all the way up to the hilton i would imagine they would give you a a top level price that could be you know into sort of like house deposit kind of territory just the same as the old models (laughs) Um, yeah. but, um, no, I don't know. I, I, like I say, my hope here is that they do something to the Mac mini or the space that the Mac mini currently occupies at least and give people a machine that they can start with that I can at least sort of take and, you know, put my own graphics card inside and maybe it doesn't have that many processor cores and, you know, maybe even the Ram is soldered to the board, but at least I can put my own graphics card in and put my own SSD in and sort of get on with life, you know? Yeah. I mean, just to uh, sort of go back to the whole pricing thing, just just kind of keep in mind what, what Apple hardware generally costs. It's, it's, it's a lot, isn't it? Mm. And in the case of the iMac, I think it's kind of justified because you're getting that gorgeous 5K display that's attached to it and the whole thing is really nice. But if we're just talking about like a Mac Pro that's going to be like a, a tower of some size of, of some kind, I, I worry that they're going to kind of on paper give give us what we want, mm. but I think it's going to be out, maybe out of reach for a lot of people. Yep, I don't know. I would love to see the, the starting from price on this Mac Pro that we're hearing about, but just keep this in mind because I, I priced out kind of a, a Mac Pro ish equivalent if you were to kind of build yourself. So I won't tell you the price yet. I'm going to tell you what goes in it. Okay. 
yep. um, and then and then see if you can guess the price. <laughs> Go on. So it's got a Wi-Fi card made by TP-Link. It's got um, a fractal design case, a 650 watt power supply, 64 gigabytes of RAM, a 512 SSD, not like a two and a half inch SSD, one of those kind of little, they look like sticks of RAM that you um, use. Okay. You know the ones yep. I mean? Um, a fairly hardcore CPU cooler that's sort of beyond what Intel provide. Um, an EVGA NVIDIA 1080 Ti graphics card. Yep. Um, so essentially top of the line. Um, and a six core Coffee Lake i7 running at uh, four point something gigahertz, I believe. Uh, no, 3.7 gigahertz and it turbo boosts to 4.7, but I've seen you can overclock it to a base of 4.0 maybe. Okay. Um, and then like an Asus kind of gaming motherboard thing. So the price. Do you want me to guess? Yeah, do you want to have a guess? Yeah, offhand, um, probably about £1,100. Oh, no. No, it's more than that. <laughs> okay, well, that's, my guesstimates are way I, off, but okay. The, the, the 1080 Ti takes up most of that. Fine, fine. Okay, um, so you... But all in, we're looking at 2473 Yeah. Obviously, if Apple were to make something like that, I understand it's going to be more. But the question is how much more? Yes. That's kind of what I would be looking at. So you're into base model territory is is would then end up probably edging up to three thousand at that point. Yeah, and I mean I'm not sure what I've just described here would would class as base model territory. I mean the CPU they're obviously they'll probably start with like an eight core CPU which outdoes the six core Coffee Lake that I've yeah kind of specced in here. Probably GPU though I doubt they would put anything like a 1080 Ti in it. At base, would they? Surely not. No, and it, it really does depend. You know, I mean, you could you could build a box that is essentially GPU-less. It's bring your own GPU, yeah. and it's just got, you know, whatever the Intel on-chip graphics card is at the time. So, I mean, there's so many different ways they could actually cut it if they really wanted to. I think it's a case of whether they actually want it to and whether they're really concerned. I was quite taken aback by that. I was When you look at what £2,400 gets you in kind of Apple land... <laughs> it's uh yeah it's a different world maybe you're comparing apples and oranges a little bit it's maybe it's not fair to just be like well you can build a pc for 2470 whatever pounds and that doesn't even get you a, a base level mac pro now that kind of sucks i'm going to be i think in a way this is good even if i never build a hackintosh i think this kind of thought experiment i've done is is good because i think it, it will allow me a more a, a better critical eye at whatever Mac, the Mac Pro turns into, if that's making sense. Yeah, no, that does make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, I think it's good to know what's out there. I mean, case in point, I've got absolutely no idea what PC hardware costs right now. You know, um, <laughs> Neither did I, to be quite honest. Yeah, so I mean, um, mentioning a graphics card is not going to implicitly tell me what, what that cost is. Um, so, yeah... I think maybe there's there's something there for me uh, to go research a little bit as well. Certainly, if I'm looking at um, at building any sort of machine over the next year or so, yeah, you know, I'd I'd like that to be a bare bones Mac Pro. That that's what I would like um, because I don't really want to mess around hacking a hacking tosh together. Um, it's not even about sort of being sure that Apple's hardware is is good quality or anything like that. It's it's just more. Um, it takes away the time, it takes away the effort on my part if it's actually just stock hardware. So that's what I'd like, you know. I mean, I, I could 
I could run a Hackintosh. I could make it work. I've I've done them sort of way back in the past. I'm sort of thinking it was a Core 2 Duo machine. So yeah, it was it was old at the time that I did it. And I think the landscape's changed. You know, I think it's actually a bit easier now to just sort of buy stock parts and kind of get it going. Yeah, I think it is a lot easier now than than it ever was. Yeah, um, and and I would agree with you in that I would kind of much rather just have Apple hardware, even though I'm kind of in in like this kind of process at the moment i've kind of like got myself all worked up about this thing like this hackintosh kind of landscape and community that i really knew nothing about until a few days ago so i'm kind of like oh wow this is all exciting and new and interesting but actually yeah i I would take apple hardware over over having to do this myself and be worrying every time i go to do like an os update like what am i going to break my machine and have to spend the next three hours trying to debug and fix it yep Um, and, and i would pay a premium for that um you know, if, if there was, say, like, I don't know, like a few hundred pounds extra, I I probably would spend that extra few hundred pounds to just have that, like you say, that stress and that time and the hassle taken away. Um, but I think what's been really good is uh, I've, I've, I felt like I was kind of living in, like, a little kind of bubble where I just accepted whatever hardware came kind of via Apple and I didn't really know much about what was out there. Um, I mean, like I say, back in the day when I was building PCs, I would know everything about the hardware. Um, whereas now I kind of, I don't need to in a way. And I think that's maybe made me a little bit complacent. And with the, the Mac Pro that's coming out, I think it's good that this is at the very least kind of uh, stirred the pot, so to speak, in that I'm now kind of taking more of a keen interest in all the hardware that, that's coming out so that when the Mac Pro does come out, I can judge it kind of objectively. And, you know, that list of parts I just read off there, if the, if the Mac Pro can kind of get somewhere near that, um, not necessarily in terms of price, but just in terms of, like, what, what you can actually do, uh, you know, will it allow us just to buy an NVIDIA card that's, like, the 1080 Ti or the 1180, whenever that comes out, and just slot it in, and there you go. You've got like the, the latest and greatest graphics card, and uh, if you want a load more RAM or if you want to, you know, to do a CPU swap if it can let us do that and I have to pay a bit of a premium to get there, I think I probably would. And, you know, from what we've heard so far, it does kind of sound like the Mac Pro is, is kind of going that way. It's going to be modular and upgradable, we hope. Yep. Um, so maybe I'm just, maybe maybe all this is just me getting a little bit impatient. <laughs> um, but like I say, at the very least, it's kind of awoken me to like all the hardware things that are out there again. Um, which could be quite timely given that the map pros around the corner and I need to maybe have a better eye on that kind of stuff. Okay, we'll call that a wrap. If you've enjoyed today's show, it'd be great if you could leave us a review on iTunes or if you could leave us a recommendation in Overcast by hitting that star button, that will help us reach even more like-minded people. Um, Also, we have our Slack channel. We'd love to invite you to join. Our hope is it can be a really great place for fellow developers to come and hang out. If you'd like to join, uh, just leave us a message on Twitter at WFR Podcast and we'll get you signed up. So, Dave, before we run off, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at DWRoboHeads. That's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. And you can find my apps at RoboHeads.com. Again, that's RoboHeads spelled with a Z. How about you, Dave? You can follow me online at DaveNot.co.uk or on Twitter, I'm at underscore DaveNot. <laughs>